Saga, here we come. Most Sundays, when I don't get to watch the NFL, I am angry. Yes. Like, I really like watching football on Sundays, getting prep work done for my next game. It's kind of an all-day, get stuff done, enjoy the games, kick back. We saw very little football today, but it really was enjoyable. Winthrop lost. That wasn't so enjoyable. But it was a terrific college basketball game. And again, unfortunately, Winthrop was on the 77-74 losing end of a buzzer beater. Uh, A game in which Winthrop, with like five seconds left, tied it on a Hunter Hale three. He's a, a grad transfer. And... I was thinking about this, and I know we're going to talk about the Bulldog Grill in a little bit, but uh, I was thinking about this as we were sitting down to, to grab something to eat. Like, that was one of those games where, you, you know, you don't want any, you know, you don't, obviously you don't want your team to lose. Uh, but if you separate the, the sadness of, of the loss, it was a freaking awesome game. A great game. This is the Bearded Car Cast. I'm Dave Freakman. That's Mike Pacheco. We travel with the Winter basketball team wherever they go. And sometimes where they go is not particularly interesting, and we find diamonds in the rough. And on this trip, they started going from Charlotte to Boston, and they drove from Boston to Hartford, played Hartford, won, flew out to San Francisco, went from San Francisco to Fresno, played Fresno Estate on Sunday afternoon, and now we're on our way to Moraga, where they'll take on nationally ranked St. Mary's on Monday, but you and I did not spend three days in Fresno, which is that sounds like a that, bad movie. Yeah, like a, that's a Quentin Tarantino movie. Three days in Fresno. I don't dislike Fresno. No, it was fine. But given the option to spend it with my family and friends yeah, in the Bay Area, yeah. I will take that. This was almost for us a West Coast version of a Big South Conference trip. In that. We left day of the game uh, from the hotel. Well, you picked me up at the hotel. So we left San Francisco, uh, actually Marin County, Larkspur to be precise. Uh, right down the road from San Quentin. Right, literally right down the street from San Quentin. And, uh, you know, got here, uh, I don't know, about 10, 10, 15. Went to the arena, got set up. Uh, you guys don't need to know the, the, the boring details of of uh, what it took to get us set up today, but needless to say, it all worked out. The people in Fresno were were really, really really excited about Paul George having his number retired and all the other details kind of, everything worked, but no one was all that into dealing with anything that wasn't related to Paul Paul George. George. (laughs) But I get that. Right. And then, uh, you know, so after the game, we went across the street to the Bulldog Grill. I promise we'll talk about it. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But the, the trip started, uh, and for those of you devoted listeners, and we thank you for listening, and uh, you can leave a review, preferably a good one. Uh, and you can listen on Stitcher now. That's now available. But uh, it started, obviously, with a win at Hartford. And uh, good game. Uh, Winthrop kind of took control in the I don't know, final four minutes of that game. Played really pretty strong defense. Uh, and Pat Kelsey's teams have been probably m- more well-known for their offense over the last couple of years. And last year they were the number one three-point shooting team in the country. Um, 
But I think this this year's team, I think what's going to be interesting, Dave, is they're going to play with the tempo that he wants to play at. But I think they may um, may also play at the def- defensive tempo, if you will, that he wants to play with and getting defensive stops. But, I mean, that's the basketball part of the trip. Um, you know, we had a great visit. It, it actually really started, and I will say this. We always, like, solicit you people to tell us about things and places we should go when we go on these road trips. Every now and then, we uh, we come up empty. We don't we don't really know where we're going to go. We, we don't really have a good sense of what we're supposed to do. And not, not very often, but it has happened a couple times. And this was one such time where we just didn't really know where we are going to go in Hartford. Um, and then Dave did his magical Google search and found this place in West Hartford, which has a really interesting story. Um, it, and it's a tiny place. It's a tiny little breakfast place. It's open from like... What did it say, Dave? Like six to two thirty, or yeah. something like that. And, and and if you have ever been to the Northeast, or even if you've been to a city that, that just has been around for a long, an area that's been around for a long time, you find places like this. It was built in 1931, and this is the remarkable thing. And I can't pronounce the guy's name. Tascalaskis. Yeah, something it's very or, Greek. Um, Aristides. But what did he go by? Uh, like Eddie or Joey or something like that. I don't know. Uh, you know what? I can look it up because I still have the, the picture of the menu. But, so, you know, it wasn't like today where, you know, you can go to, like, Google and Google up, you know, how do I how do I build a replica of uh, a trolley car or, like, a caboose? Because that's essentially what this thing looked like. And what was funny was we didn't really know the story of this place. So, we roll up to West Hartford. It's on, and it was just past the corner of Park and Quaker, on Quaker. And I remember, and for those of you that are longtime listeners of the Bearded Carcast, you guys are in on, I wouldn't call it a joke, but... Thanks, Carl. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Carl. But we, um, a lot of times in the southeast, really the only interesting thing in town, and I'm looking at you, Cooksville, Tennessee, is like some train museum or some <laughs> something that has to do with the train. And, of course, we do know the train has opened up a lot of cities around the... It really has. In areas. It really too. kind of yeah. changed Actually, the that, entire... that started with Pulaski, I think. Yeah. Uh, but... Um, so, you know, we, we, we park, we turn the corner, we park, and we got out of the car. I said, Dave, this really has, it looks like a, some sort of connection to a train here. And sure enough, we talked to the waitress, and she said, uh, sure enough. She's like, it, the, the, the original owner, who was like the grandfather of the people that have it now, uh, they wanted to honor or kind of celebrate uh, the fact that the trolley went right past this piece of land that they had and they, they thought it'd be kind of topical kind of interesting you know tie into the people that were commuting into Hartford and so now again this isn't I, I, I guess Sears Sears Robot Company originally was a catalog company so I guess they were really the precursor to Amazon the exception was <laughs> <laughs> you know you, you wouldn't get it in two days with free shipping uh, you know you'd have to wait you know uh, a while but so essentially this was a, a a prefabricated structure that you could buy from Sears. Yep. And a so kit. a kit. And so that's that's how it got started. Um, I think they ran it for a couple years, and they rented it out for a long time. And now the grandson, I guess in 1986, they uh, they kind of did a bit of a remodel on it, but they they kept a lot of the charm. You know, it has all those like little small like square tiles, uh, lots of like p- old pictures, memorabilia. They had some old style like. Uh, not the HO scale model trains, but they had like the bigger, 
um, bigger, uh, some model trains like that. Uh, they had an old jukebox. Yep. Uh, and we're not even getting to the food yet. I mean, the, <laughs> the uh, we both had omelets. I had the uh, the chorizo, which was no, that was, that's <laughs> that's the. That's you're getting your burrito. I, I, I'm getting my burrito and my sausage mixed up. I mean my um, <laughs> my omelet mixed up. Uh, no, I had the um, it was the Italian the, the hot Italian sausage omelet. Yes, it was uh, good. And then we went to ESPN, and that feels like it was three months ago. Yeah, it feels yeah. like forever ago. So Winter played at Hartford. They won the game at Hartford. The team arrived in San Francisco. Some of us didn't sleep on the plane. Yes, me. What what was that? I, I um. And I was so tired because, all right, so here's the here's the itinerary, right? So we uh, we went up Wednesday night. Dave and I went to the BC Wake Forest game. We saw John Mitaparal, our good buddy. Uh, we also saw Josh Maurer. And I, if you listen to the last podcast, I think that was that we did mention those guys in that. Uh, then we did the ESPN trip, which we talked about. That was fun. But after the game on Thursday, we drove up to the Weston uh, in Waltham. Stopped and got some pizza on the way. Yeah, which actually was pretty good. We stopped in Vernon, so if any of uh, my my, uh, my brother Jack's family, uh, if any of the Budniks are listening, we stopped in Vernon. I forget the name of the pizza place, but it literally it's like was... A1 A1 or something, or something like that. It was like right in this like, strip mall. One of a kind place, pretty good. And it was fresh. It was all fresh exactly. ingredients. Yep. Uh, and I, 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 uh, but we got to the hotel it was at like probably... 12, 15, 12.30. Right. And, and it was cold as And bananas. the wake-up call was... 445. 445. Yes. Yeah. So, and then we had a car. We had to return the car. And Dave had to gas it up. I don't know what's going on with you, Massachusetts, but the, the two places we stopped to get gas on the way to the west, and, and they were closed. Now, granted, it was like midnight. but So then um, so then we got on the flight. And uh, and one of us slept. I got about, I'd say I got about a good 45 minutes hour in. Outrageous. And then, yeah, I just, I couldn't. I, hold I didn't on to it. get a minute more than three and a half. Four no, you know hours. what it is. You know what it is like. It's like when you watch those like uh, those surfing videos. Like you, you, you just rode that wave all the way to the end. Yeah. And I, uh, I like flamed out right at the top of the crest. It's like perfect. I, I spent enough time doing a little prep, a little basketball prep, a little football work. Got like three and a half hours of sleep. Outstanding. I'd say it was more than that. I think you got more like four. Beautiful. And by, by the way, tomorrow when we take the red eye home. I want to do the exact same thing. I think I'm going to be able to sleep tomorrow. I think I'll be able to do that. So, anyway... Besides, it's going to be dark. I told you this. I have this, like, weird, like, light thing now. Like, it, it never used to bother me, but now, like, sometimes light... The key to me is the announcements on the plane. <laughs> and, and you know... My, my is that wife, like a hypnotist? Like, once you hear, like, tray tables, you're like, My you're wife out? is an airline pilot, so I understand kind of that if ands and buts of this yeah. when she worked at Virgin America Richard Branson's company which was bought by Alaska they didn't do announcements they understood that people were trying to sleep right. or work during the flight so it makes a great deal of sense to me you make your announcements before the flight starts right. maybe you make an announcement that you know you're, you're starting your descent and we're going to be there in a half hour there's oh, no, 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 no reason to sell me a credit card in the middle of the flight. Yeah. Well, you I don't need to know that Wichita is coming up on the left. See, well, no, okay, here's the funny thing. You slept through the announcements. Good. <laughs> but, but, like, there should they did they did uh, the pilot. And this, I'd never seen this before, and you said this was kind of common. The pilot actually came out and did, you know what I mean? You know, the pilot says, hey, you know, blah, 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 blah. 
the pilot actually came out and did that next to the flight attendant, not from the cockpit. Yeah, they did it in the galley. In the galley. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, th- that. different airlines have different policies, different yeah. people do Well, you said Virgin, they actually things. had to do that, right? Yeah, at Virgin, they had to do that, because they wanted to be a little bit more personable. Yeah. But, but there's no reason to sell me a credit card with an hour and a half to go on the flight. Like, you're on board for six hours. If someone is working, they don't want to hear about whatever. If someone's sleeping, they don't want to hear about whatever. If they're watching a movie, they don't want to hear whatever. If they're reading a book, they don't want to hear. Like, yeah. you, if, if you have an announcement, it better be a big freaking <laughs> deal. Like, Cam Newton would have needed to retire. <laughs> Did Cam Newton retire? Not yet. Effectively? Not yet. Not yet. This is the Bearded Car Cast. Dave Friedman. I am Mike Pacheco. I almost did a uh, Phil Rizzuto, Bill White. I almost did Mike Friedman and Dave Pacheco. <laughs> but that, I think that's been on the road since uh, Wednesday. Bonker legend? Bonker legend, that's right. No, uh, Bonker Frisky or Frisky Bonkers or something. Right, like that. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, you can follow along at Bearded Car Cast. You can email us. We love to get your emails. Beardedcarcast at Outlook.com. And I'm especially talking to you. Uh, African prince who needs to unload millions of dollars uh, and we'll get like a 40 or 60% cut. We, we enjoy those emails immensely. Uh, but we also like to hear from you. What are you guys thinking about? What do you what do you think about the uh, podcast? What can we do better? What do you, you want to hear? What you don't want to hear? Uh, you need more of Dave's picks? Anything. You want to know where... Uh, We're Dave, on our way to Johnson City, Tennessee on yeah, Thursday. Up next. That's right. We could use some thoughts on what to see or do and on the way to ETSU to see Steve Forbes. But anyway, we got to the Bay Area. The team went to Fresno. We got to the Bay Area. And I would say we had a day and a half. We we landed around noon. And then this morning, Sunday morning, we were off to Fresno at 7 a.m. So we had a day and a half, and it was pretty filled up. Pretty filled up. Friday was amazing. Um, and we ate so much good food. We've... We really don't, and it's not like we've gone to like um, like five star. I, well, I don't mean it in the bad way. We haven't gone to like fancy five star places, but we've no. gone to really good, a good cross section of food and, and really, uh, really if delicious. If you don't stuff. get good food in the Bay Area, yeah, you you're are doing not getting wrong. good food yeah. anywhere. No, you're doing something wrong. But we started out with dim sum, which is something that I had never experienced. Before. Right, and because of your flight not sleeping you were you threw uh, me off a little bit but yeah. I recovered I, I got I rallied at the end you, you ate enough dim sum to understand what it is and appreciate it but it, it, if you had had some sleep in you you might have appreciated it more but I did appreciate it and, okay. and I will say this uh, what was interesting to me was dim sum is essentially yeah. a potpourri of appetizers right. well, here, like it's, it's Chinese food right but it's appetizers that they essentially what they do is it's a buffet of appetizers but they bring like one or two dishes around at a time almost like a Brazilian steakhouse yeah exactly or if you go to a wedding reception and they're <clears throat> past appetizers and you can take one oh, gotcha. or you yeah, can yeah, not yeah. take right, one right. this is like they have 50 different yeah. types of It's like getting appetizers. the basket of bread and you pass it around the table. Right, and yeah. you can choose what you want and what you don't want. But it was uh, it was really good. And it, what, what's great about it is it's finger food. 
Right. And it's, uh, but you do have chopsticks, and we use the chopsticks. I did uh, a couple times. Sometimes I did actually have, there was one, I figured there was one thing I actually had to, but the shumai was delicious. Yeah. I've never had shumai quite like that. (laughs) It's, uh, most of the appetizers are steamed. Some of them are fried. The pot stickers were delicious. I mean, they were crazy. They yeah, were really I really like those pot stickers myself. Because um, the pot it, stickers, I think, were they had that like phyllo dough, whatever you call that, wrapping of the pot stickers, and then they like it looked like they uh, like put it on a like grilled it. I think it's steamed and then it is then it's grilled. Yeah, then I, it's. I, grill to give you that uh, texture. But you could taste the freshness of the ingredients. Like, you knew it was good right. fresh Right, and, and that's the only uh, thing we had that I think has one of my favorite ingredients, which is ginger. So you yeah. get the... I'm more of a Marianne guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was good. So that was fun, and then I really like the custard place we went to. Right, but... but you, you, I'm that, skipping ahead. You're skipping ahead, because in between... And don't worry, we'll talk about the Bulldog Grill here coming up. It, <laughs> In between eating, we went to Pier 39. Yeah. We went to the high school that your wife went to. Yes. Yeah. Which um, you that, misidentified. That was, well, no, 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 no. So it's next to a boys... Well, so she went to a, a girls-only Catholic school. And there's a... I, I think recently... And by recently, I mean sometime between now and when Sam graduated. Uh, I think they merged or they did something with the, the all-boys school in the area, which is right next door. Um, so the boys' building actually said the name of the school. And so I FaceTimed my wife, and I said, Hey, look, we're at your school. She's like, No, you're not. I'm like, What do you mean? It's right here. <laughs> and she could see, like, out of the corner of the screen, yeah. like the edge of that building. She said, No, 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 it's the, it's the white one, you idiot. <laughs> right. And it's the only high school you're familiar with that if you go to the library, you can see the oh, Pacific Ocean. Dave, have you ever been there? Inside? No. It's crazy. I mean, it is... She but I showed stood me, on the corner where know, you can see the Pacific Ocean. I know. Well, we should have gone in, but it was it was. I told her when when we went there, you know, a long time ago. I said, I don't know. I if I had to come up here to do work, I, I would be daydreaming all day, just looking out at yep. Alcatraz and the Bay Bridge, and you can see obviously Golden Gate. That's when the fog is not rolling in, uh, which is most of which the is time. most of the time. But then we went to so we did that, uh, and then we audibled because we um, we were going to go we were going to go to Lombard, Lombard Street. Street, right, right. And we overshot it, and at that point, I recognized where we were yeah. down on the right. marina, and I right. said, you know, we're only a few blocks from right. Pier 39. Would you like to do that? And you said, yeah, let, let, let's let's go do that. So, I mean, who doesn't want to go see the seals? Well, from Pier 39, you can see so much. Yeah. You can see, on a clear day, you can see the Golden Gate Bridge, the Bay Bridge. Right. The, it's almost like 180 degrees, right? Right. You can, you can kind of see a little bit of the old Presidio, you know, which is Golden Gate Bridge, Alcatraz, Bay Bridge, and then even a little bit further over to the right. Right. So you, you can see a lot. And, I mean, it's it's a big tourist trap, but it's in an amazing location right, right. at the bottom yeah. of Fisherman's Wharf right. and not far from Chinatown and by all these yeah. attractions. And Well, and, kind of reminded me of, like, if anyone's ever been to Faneuil Hall in Boston yeah. in the marketplace there. It kind of was like that, except the difference was this was on the end of a pier. Right. Exactly. It had like a carousel. It had all sorts of like, you know, there were some shops. If you wanted to get like the tourist, t- you know, the, like the San Francisco T-shirt, right? You or, uh, or and, but they had the some good-looking seafood. Yeah, seafood, I mean, yeah. you could get the the clam chowder in a sourdough yeah, bread sourdough bowl bread type bowl. deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. And of course, the seals. That's where the seals were. Yeah, and there are lots of them, and they make lots of noise. Yeah, and then um, 
you know what you didn't see is when I went upstairs uh, to use the boys' room, uh, there was actually uh, a little like seal museum. Yeah. We talked about the seals. Yeah. So that was kind of I just I didn't take any pictures of that because I already knew we had a lot of stuff for the video. But and then we went to the Golden Gate Bridge. The Golden Gate Bridge is I'd been over it uh, one other time, and it just and I know there's, there's probably bigger bridges in the world, but I, there there aren't any more iconic symbols of of a of a, loca- of a city than the Golden Gate. I mean, because yeah. when you think San Francisco, I mean, one of the immediate five things you think of is Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, and it's just. You know, I grew up on the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge, so you know I, I am used to going over it. It is part of my. I mean, my dad's driven over it Monday through Friday yeah, for forty years times, for yeah. for work. I mean, my dad was on the Golden Gate Bridge when the Loma Prieta earthquake hit. Really? If the if that's the eighty nine one, right? Yeah. If yeah. the bridge goes down, my dad is going down with that bridge. But the bridge was designed for. Earthquakes. I mean, it's a suspension bridge right. that it, its cables are designed to waver and balance yeah, right. itself. Yeah. And I mean, the 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 color, the orange color, is is iconic. And the story goes that they're always painting it. That there are people that that's their job. They paint the bridge. They start at one end, and by the time they get to the other end, they go they back just and go back and, wow. and start over again. But um. Yeah, I mean, and where we stopped and filmed our little video in the Marin Headlands, right on the other side, is, you know, we, we couldn't go too high up for a couple of reasons. There was some road construction, yeah. but also it was very foggy and, and cloudy. But where we were able to get to, you still kind of got a neat viewpoint. Yeah, you got the gist of it. Yeah. And by the way, if you want to see any of those videos, there's a our whole trip is actually in a thread, and you can check it out uh, at Mike Pacheco 81 um, and at Fresno State Bulldogs. And at Fresno State Bulldogs. That's right. Plenty of support from the Bulldogs. Uh, and and for some reason, if you know you don't really see it there, or if you just happen to be on Dave's Twitter, uh, he is tagged on everything. Right. And, and I do. And you retweet I do everything. Share it. You do share. Yeah, it. I yeah. like to share the yeah. things. We it's do. nice it's, to share. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> and then uh, then we went out to a very nice dinner at really my parents' favorite restaurant, Avatar in Sausalito. Sausalito is a, a wonderful, wonderful little town right on the water. It is where Bill King, my idol, lived on a houseboat. Yeah. And it's just, it's quaint. It's pretty. And in this restaurant, you would never, you know, you're not going to read about it in a magazine. And it's not, you know... I mean, it's only about, what, 12 tables? I mean, it's yeah, not... Yeah, something like that. 12, maybe 12, 13, the 14 The proprietor tables. is of Indian descent, and it's like he and his wife and his wife's family, something like that. There are like four of them that work there, and, and his kids are really, really, you know, um, high achievers. One went to, I think, Yale, and yeah. the other went to Santa Clara. Yeah. He only went to Santa Clara because in high school he had started a tech company, and all of his money that was funding for the company was locally and they didn't want him to leave Silicon Valley oh, wow. but when when the proprietor left to go to his daughter's graduation it was the first time he had missed more than a day of work wow. in 30 years yeah. and, and when we were there he recognized that my parents have been going there for 30 years I the other thing I thought about the restaurant was he has this and I discovered this because I was a direct uh, beneficiary of this but 
he, you know, obviously he knows what he's doing, but he also is one of these people that you give him a couple of, you give him a couple of things that you like. He might ask you a question or two. And, the menu is mainly optional. Right. And, and in fact, you, even, I did actually order off the menu, but you said that a lot of times, um, he'll just make stuff up for you. Now, here's the thing, because, uh, my friend Chris Christian, who listens to the, the, the Bearded Carcast, he's got this... I wouldn't. It's not a parlor trick. It's actually a legitimate skill. But he'll ask you, like, a series of questions if you're out at a bar. And you're like, you know what? I don't really know what I want to drink tonight. Like, what beer I want. He'll, he'll, he'll ask you, like, you know, do you like it when the sky's blue? Do you like the moon? What kind of... Do you like grass clippings? Uh, you know, do you Pacifico. like... Do you like uh, oak trees? Yeah, and he'll be like, oh, yeah, Sam Adams. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's I love it. And, uh, it, I, I mean, it's amazing. I wish I had that... that that ability to do that, but it's a good it's a good thing to, to have. But but that guy reminded me of him because the, he's the, a showman. He makes great food, but he's got a he great lo- memory because he totally like, absolutely. I mean, he just met me once, and as we're leaving, he was like, "All right, bye, Mike. Good seeing you. Thanks for coming." Like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah, and he knows what you got, and, and yeah. yeah, exactly. It's a it's a great place, and, and one of my very favorite stories is my parents probably go there six eight times a year. And my mom, for a long time, was getting the sea bass. That's <laughs> yeah. what she liked best. Yeah. And one time, she ordered the sea bass, <laughs> and he said that they were out of it. And yeah. then he said, hold on a sec. And he went and convinced someone else that it ordered the sea bass <laughs> that they actually wanted something else. <laughs> so my mom could have the sea bass. Now, did we have reservations, or did we just roll in? We had reservations. Okay, that's what I thought. Like, it's not a huge place. But that was fun. Yeah. And then uh, and then you, you guys dropped me off, and... Right where I, where I was saying, it was uh, the Marin Brewing Company, which Wait. you said is like an original... Yeah, it's funny. So, like, so many breweries have sprung up in the last five years or ten years. Yeah. The Marin Brewing Company has been in existence my entire life, or at least yeah. my entire life, remember, so long right. as I can remember it. At, at that location. Yeah, at that yeah. location. That's the only location. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I don't know how good the beer is because I haven't drank there in a long, long time. But it's certainly not new and innovative in any way. But that was a big hangout. I mean, that was like you came home from college or you were a young adult living in the area. So that was like the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. That's really Oh, well, yeah. yeah, That would have been one of the like three or four or five places. But like you knew on whatever night a week that that's where you were going to see a ton of people. And that's why I asked you when you went how busy it was and you said it wasn't it wasn't that yeah busy. it wasn't it wasn't now again it was early so and you have to remember Friday at at this time it would have been I don't know I think 8.30 when I strolled in there and I was I was out by 9.30 but by my clock it was really like 11.30 12.30 right Right. At, so after we really hadn't slept a lot yeah. in Hartford and one of us didn't sleep on the airplane yeah. so uh, so then so and it was good I mean it wasn't uh the IPA I had was probably more of a West Coast style, which I do like, but it wasn't. Uh, it was, I would say this: it was. If you average. were asking me to pick local breweries for you to drink beer from, that one wouldn't be high on the list. Right, right. That right. being said, it's it like was a, it's within like a, a walk of the hotel. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean literally, it was like a thirty-second walk. That uh, was good, and then um, and then I slept. I slept great, but I got up. Uh, you know, I probably got about seven hours of sleep but I was still up at like five in the morning so then I knocked out a bunch of work and started doing some prep for uh, or finishing up prep for Fresno and then uh, I I wanted to go so this is funny 
uh, what a noob I am. So I'm like, one of the things I did uh, in between you dropping me off and you picking me up for dinner, uh, I just wanted to kind of get a lay of the land. So I was walking around and I noticed, you know, the outline, there's like a couple of mountains um, back to the east of where I was, past where your parents live. And because the sun was setting, it just gave this like amazing silhouette. Mm-hmm. I was like, I gotta take a picture of this. So I took a picture of it, and then I posted something. I said, and it's true. I, sh- I wish I had taken a picture of Boston. I didn't think about this, but literally, we saw the sunrise in Boston. Yep. Yep. And yep. I saw the sunset in California. Yep. Yep. Um, and then so the next morning, I said, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if I followed up with that, with sunrise? Yeah. On the <laughs> West Coast, right? So I get up. So I, I um, you know, I'm doing my work, and I don't know about 6:15. I googled the sunrise in Larkspur, where I was staying. Uh, and it's at 6.40, so, or 6.45, so at 6.40 I go outside. It's, you know, kind of light, but not really. But the, the thing I noticed was it was extremely gray. <laughs> and I'm looking around, I'm like, oh, no, 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 this isn't, and I'm talking about, like, the immediate outside, not horizon or anything like that. I'm just out the window. So I get out in front of the hotel, and I'm like, oh, it's foggy here. Yeah, and it is foggy in San Francisco and in the Bay Area five out every seven days. Yeah. I mean, that, that yeah. that's very very normal for the morning and sometimes it lingers all day particularly yeah. in the city you're yeah. out by Half Moon Bay out by the airport yeah. uh, Marin where my parents grew up uh, my parents uh, live and uh, the East Bay usually burns off a little bit quicker but that marine layer is yeah. is not yeah. made up that's real yeah, that's a real thing so then uh, so then I went uh I guess about 7.30, I uh, decided I was going to go for a run. I thought about going to Orange Theory Fitness, which was actually uh, in that shopping center across from where your parents uh-huh. live. So it's, uh, so from where I was staying, it was about a mile. Uh, but then I decided, you know, it, 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 was, it, was, it was probably like mid-50s. It was like perfect running weather. So I was like, I'm going to go for a run. So I go out and I do that. And when I walked around the night before, I'd see, I saw this, like, it was like an organic... Like almost like farm to table like uh, bakery in there, and I said, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna, I'll, I'll go work out. I'll go get a shower. I'll go there. And I'll bring my stuff, and I'll just like do more prep there, and then I'll come back because we were gonna go get lunch at 11:30. And uh, so after I got out of the shower, I looked at the clock. I was like, oh, it's, it's, this isn't gonna work because it was like five minutes to nine. And I walk over there, and sure enough, it had a line out the yeah, door, yeah. and every table was full. And I was like. So I went to another place next door to get a bagel. And while it was delicious, it was like the smallest <laughs> bagel I've ever seen. In fact, so much so that when I went back to the hotel to do some work, I finished that bagel in like two seconds. And I, I was like, I was thinking about going back downstairs and getting something from the lobby, but I didn't. And then we had lunch. Um, so lunch, you got to understand, we found out, confirmed that we were going to do this trip, what, like in August or September? Yep. Right? And since then, Dave was like, well, we got to go to my favorite place for lunch. It's a taqueria. It's, it's a taco place right underneath, or burritos. It's underneath a bridge in San Rafael. It's underneath the freeway. Underneath the freeway. Marin County is very affluent. San Rafael is not the most affluent portion of Marin, but it's still pretty well to do. And this restaurant is as blue collar as blue collar gets. This is a slice of Mexico yeah. in the middle of the Bay Area. Mostly Spanish is spoken. It is no pretense, and the food is both delicious 
and extraordinarily large portions. And one of the things I loved about it was it had such a great vibe to it. And what I mean by that is growing up in New England, you know, living in Boston, having lived in New York, um, I love old style architecture. This was like a little, just a little built, you know, square building. Um, it was probably built, I'm going to guess somewhere in the 30s or 40s. So it still had the great, you know, woodwork. Uh, but you walk in, and you know, had you know pictures on the wall. It was well decorated. They had the the front of it was tiled where the like the kitchen is. Uh, and the one feature that I thought was cool was you kind of had like a self service uh, chip bar. Yeah, chips and so, salsa. Now, now a lot of places will have the bar and it's just the condiments. This actually had like a tub of the chips, so you could like right. put your own chips in there, get get whatever right. salsas you wanted. And I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, and the TV always has soccer on. Yeah, we were joking because wasn't Minnesota? Um, yeah, Minnesota and Penn State, State was, State was, was coming down on the yeah. wire, but we didn't think it would be appropriate to ask. I mean, if Minnesota <laughs> and Penn State had been playing soccer, they still wouldn't have showed it. <laughs> but certainly not for That's football. Funny. But I will say this: pound for pound, the biggest burrito I They're think I've huge, had in my life. But that's enormous. not what I like about it. No. I like that it's absolutely delicious. It, it is just it's guacamole, it's sour cream, it's rice, it's beans, and whatever uh, meat you choose. And salsa. Yeah. A mild salsa. And I think that's it. Yeah, so I got the chorizo, which was the Mexican sausage, and uh, it was really good. And so to go back to Avatar, I got the the curry chicken there, and I only mention that because the proprietor was like, "How spicy? How do you, what?" And I was like, "Well," and I started doing like, "Well, I mean," he's like, "Oh no, 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 give me a scale of one to ten. and I said, "I right, three. and it came out, and it was like, "I'm, I'm sorry." As, the funny thing is, as the older I get. I do like things more spicy, not necessarily like five alarm. You're fire. growing up, Mike. Congratulations. Grow, thank you. Thank you. It, it does. Sometimes you even get the spicy at Chick Fil A. That's right. So I do like. So I do like a little spicy now. Not a ton of spicy. You know, I'm still kind of. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm. I'm past dipping my toe, but I'm not jumping in. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the, so, but this the 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 hot chorizo, uh, the, or the Mexican sausage was just a perfect amount for me of hot. Like my forehead just got a little bit sweaty, but not like. Eating yep. right, but it was really fresh. It was good. I, I would, um, I would totally go back to. I would totally go back to. That was, I that might was go crazy. back tomorrow. We should go back. It tomorrow. is the best. It's my favorite. Well, place. only an hour away, right? Forty-five minutes. Right. Yeah. So then, we. <laughs> Sorry, had... dear. We're not going to go to brunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then we went to. Uh, oh, what well, in the morning while well, you were doing? Oh yeah, you went fitness, to go see your sister. I went and saw my sister no, I ran and her daughter. In the city, when you ran instead of going to Orange yeah. Theory, and then um, we went back to my parents' house. We watched LSU and Alabama. We did some prep work during that. I've done about ninety-five percent of my prep before coming on this trip because what I do better than anything else is get things in order and plan things. Yeah. And you know, when you start working on your charts in the middle of the summertime, yeah. you can get a long way ahead early on and I but it was really cool watching the game with your dad yeah so we watched the the football game with my dad and then we went to Berkeley and saw the best man of my wedding and his wife and two kids a devoted bearded car cast listener occasionally a bearded car cast well listener. since number two came 
Right. Yeah. So we just hung out with them and had a good time. But but then we went out and ate, and you got to experience In and Out Burger. No, hold on. I think th- so. One of the my favorite things about Saturday was uh, so Cassie lives in Berkeley, and so we go up to this, like almost one of the top of the Berkeley Hills, and we're at this overlook. And you know, Cassie's a huge sports fan, and you know, obviously, you it's guys, surprising we'd be friends. I know, I know, right? <laughs> Want to hear a Cassidy story? Well, hold on, I, hold on. Let me let me tell this, and then you tell your okay. Cassidy story. So we essentially—I should have brought the recorder because we essentially had like a segment of the Bearded Car Cast with Cassidy, and we're talking about all these different things, and you know, how you rank offenses and do this and do that. Well, it had a lot to do with how good or not good Baker Mayfield is, right? So, but there was this huge, uh, huge—I don't know if it was like an old redwood tree or it, it, basically it was like. An, a giant old tree that they had like cut on either end, and, and on the other side of us, they had cut like a bench into it, right? So there's this young, you know, I assume they were young, and by young I mean like 20s, not like younger than that. But it was like this young couple, and they're trying to have this like romantic moment, you know, overlooking and we are, Berkeley and and San we Francisco. are breaking down Baker Mayfield's <laughs> game. Wait a second, is Baker Mayfield better than? No, he's not as. Good I mean, as... is he like Joe Flacco? Like, what is he? So. I don't know. I'd say about two thirds of the way through, they just got up and walked about twenty feet away so they could have some privacy. And then, um, and of course, we had to go. We had to split because we were bringing dinner back to to everybody back at the house. And uh, I noted, I happened to turn around as we were getting into the car, and they went back to the spot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel as though we should have told them where they can get more of this, which is yeah, uh, yeah. you know SoundCloud, yeah, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, iTunes. Stitcher. I bet they, I bet they would listen to iTunes. Oh, right. They seem like that. You know what? They would be the one that would give us the one star. Yeah. And that, I'm happy for that. <laughs> leave us a review. It can be a bad review. I'm all in for that. Just leave a review of some sort. So, um, from that lookout, I mean, it was nighttime. Yeah. You could see... Oh, we saw... We, we, we were above the Cal football stadium. Right. And you could... Kind of in the distance, you could hear the PA going. Right. And you could, you could then see... On a nice night, you could have seen straight yeah. over to San Francisco. Well, we you did see really, the Bay Bridge. Yeah, you could see the Bay Bridge. But we didn't Bridge. see... Uh, we didn't see... Um, didn't see the Golden Gate didn't Bridge and didn't Gate. see the, the city of San Francisco. And then we took the longest drive of all time <laughs> to get In-N-Out Burger. And, like, I grew up on In-N-Out Burger, and I do like it. But, like, I'm never going out of my way right. to get it. And there aren't any, like, in central Berkeley. So we drove to Alameda to get In-N-Out Burger, which is just kind of crazy. Um, but Cassidy likes fast Cassidy food. Cassidy loves fast food. Oh, the story I was going to tell was when he and I met in around fourth grade or so, he was not a huge sports fan. Really? So, like, I get the credit for him you being turned him the, into a the, sports the maniac that <laughs> he is. So That's you're welcome. Hilarious. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> but but what did you think of In and Out? I liked it. I, I kind of equated it to um, like a high level fast food, like kind of like a kind of like a, a Chick Fil A. And sure enough, I mean, there was like a, the the car the uh, the line for the drive through was like almost around the corner. Yeah. Uh, and it was pretty busy inside. I liked it. Um, I guess I, I didn't understand going in that essentially it was like. From a size of the patty, it was like basically like the single was essentially like a the same as a, like a McDonald's. I'm not saying in taste, but just like in size, size like a, like a hamburger. Yeah. So I got the double. Uh, you yeah, know, it was good. The lettuce was good. The sauce was good. The cheese. Um, to me, it just felt like it was a higher quality than your normal fast food place. And, and it, I and think it, it is. Good. But I really like the French fast fries. Food. The French fries were amazing. I don't, it had because you know I think French fries have kind of become almost like fast food French fries to me have become almost homogenized. Now, Chick-fil-A does do, like, the waffle fries to make themselves stand out. Um, you know, for years, McDonald's and Burger King have, have 
In Burger King, I think you used to have more of like an airy French fry. Well, McDonald's was always the yeah. go-to. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I I thought the French fries and the shake was good. I had a chocolate shake. And I, I I didn't love the um, the paper straw, but I understand it's biodegradable and it's good for the environment. So. Uh, That's a Bay Area non-starter. I mean, there's no no plastic bags in the Bay Area. You can't go to the grocery store and get a plastic bag. That's illegal. Can't do that. I don't think Every, there's anything wrong with that. I I, I kind of hope wish everybody would go with. It. Yeah, well, and I think it's slowly. But surely. The only good thing about the the plastic bags that we get at like our Harris Teeter is that um, it's it's great for uh, scooping up the cat litter and yeah. getting rid of that. Yeah. But there's other bags for that. Exactly. So then we uh, then we went back. We called it a night. I did more prep work, and we uh, I we, slept like a baby. We drove to Fresno this morning, and it it really was a phenomenal game. I mean, it started with, we get there, we set everything up, um, we we got there so early, we saw the end of Fresno State shoot-around, which I appreciated they didn't kick us out. Yeah, usually you get the boot, but I think it was because of where it was. Um, I think it, because it wasn't a campus facility, it was actually like a municipal right. facility. And there were other people setting up. Yeah. So I think we kind of blended in. I don't think they really knew who the hell we were. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Although but, they probably could have figured it out because we were the only two wearing shirts and ties. Right. Yep. So we uh, we, we set up. And then Paul George, or the, the, the rumors started coming that Paul George was almost there. Right. No, he didn't. So he didn't know. He didn't know apparently that his teammates and Doc Rivers were going to show up or see Ballmer. Oh, okay. The the um, the uh, the SID for Fresno State told me that. Uh, that so that's why because there would have been if people had known that there would have been like that parking lot would have been full of people. Yep. Outside. Yep. But it was kind of cool. Like Doc Rivers was there as we mentioned. Some of his teammates. Um, and it was interesting because Dave and I went and listened to the press conference, and you know he truly was appreciative of the honor of having his jersey retired, Paul George Day. Uh, but he even told the crowd, like when he did the halftime speech with Paul Leffler, the, the play-by-play guy for Fresno State, that you know, Paul Leffler, most known perhaps for being the play-by-play guy for ESPN Spelling. Bee. How did he get that gig? I wonder if maybe he has that in his past. Like, he's a really, really smart guy. So maybe he was in the spelling bee or, oh. or what have you. Yeah. But, um, and then Winthrop's name in the box score was spelled, spelled incorrectly. Wrong. Oh, my God. That's such a Winthrop. Like, Brett Redden, if he listens to this, he's uh, the SID for Winthrop. Um, we would go places, you know, like, I don't want to name schools because I don't want to incorrectly identify place because I don't remember them all but you, you can know. probably guess like if you generally know a little bit about where we go and how we feel yeah. about schools. no but this was even like way back when when I was doing women's games like you'd go somewhere and it'd be spelled wrong like at a high major place yeah and even Brett was saying like when he traveled men's soccer uh, now I will say this not to give Fresno State a pass on this but they actually didn't get the live stats going until literally like five seconds before a tip yeah so I think someone just like quickly. I don't think it was. Yeah, I mean the the best story of that because they got the letter. The the letters were correct. They just weren't in the right order. Exactly. The, maybe the best story of that ever though is at the Orange Bowl Classic, the year that <laughs> the year that great. Winthrop beat um, 
uh, Miami. Yeah. It was in the Randy Peel era, yes. early in the Randy Peel era. My wife went on the trip. I, I don't even know if we were married at the time. Yeah. And uh, she was sitting next to me, or yeah, I think she was sitting next to me. And I'm broadcasting the game, and no one is bringing stats over. Yeah. So she says, do you want me to go, you know, ask one of those people if when they bring, you know, the rest of the media stats, they can bring you stats? And I go, yeah, that'd be great. And she goes over to the person handing out the stats, and she goes, hey, do you think you can bring uh, bring him so stats? Yeah. And the person's like, and who are you guys? And she's like, it's a Winthrop radio. And the person went, who? She goes, the team winning the game. There are two teams in the game. <laughs> Miami is playing right. somebody. Right. The one that has the lead. The somebody's that, leading. That's the one. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. So, finally, finally. as we wrap, wrap up, up, we ate a meal. We, we didn't actually eat any meals prior today. We did not eat today. We had water and so... Well, I had I had a little bit of Mountain Dew. And you got a you got a, pretzel. a pretzel. You got which a pretzel. We shared. And then after the game, Fresno kind of has... Fresno has a few good places to eat, but the one that I think is the most... Well, you'd been out here a couple iconic. times. So yeah, I know right. several people out here. The, the one, though, that I think is the most iconic, kind of the best, is the Doghouse Grill. Yeah. It's right across the street right across from the, the Safe street. Mart Center. Easy. I mean, we walked. We, yeah, we stayed in the parking lot and did it. just walked across. We kept the car and, and walked And across. like so many of my favorite places, it's not sit-down service. You stand in line and yeah. then you order. And, right. you know, it's it's a barbecue place. It's a tri-tip sandwich. Yeah. It's ribs. It's chicken. It's barbecue. Yeah, um, I had the basically the pulled pork, the pig sandwich. And Dave, it was, you know, we've done a lot of pulled pork, obviously, because we're in the South. And that's you know, obviously a staple in the southern barbecue diet. Uh, I would stack that sandwich I had up with just about anything I've had. I feel like we're going to get in trouble for saying that. I feel like like people in the south they're going to say, "Oh no way!" And like I generally don't eat barbecue when I'm out here, but Fresno. But almost- Fresno really has. I mean, you could you could go like a hundred or seventy-five mile radius from where we are. And just cut it out and like drop it somewhere in the yes. south. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's like an SEC city. It's yeah. a small city. Yeah. They are but it's all very, like agricultural very and livestock. prideful yeah. Yeah. of their area, the San Joaquin Valley. It's blue collar living, and they, yeah, like you said, agriculture, livestock, and, livestock, and they do it right. And that place is always busy, all day, every day. Now it reminded me not not in cuisine, but just in style of business, uh, and not visually, but just concept. And you'll you'll bear with me when I tell you this if you know what I'm talking about. But um, it reminded me a little bit of Kelly's roast beef in Massachusetts. Like Kelly, Kelly's in Revere. It, it was like Revere, Revere Beach. Um, it was on the corner of, of the main drag, and you know, literally the beaches across the street. And it was like this little corner thing, and it was a window, and you went in, and you didn't go inside. You just went up to the window and you ordered. And it, so, and their specialty was roast beef. And in New England, roast beef sandwiches are thinly sliced yep. roast beef. And nobody else really. I guess Arby's would be the closest chain comparison, but not, but not even close to taste, style, or anything like that. Um, it, it's probably a distant cousin of what Kelly's does. But Kelly's, you know, they do like a, uh, their version of a barbecue sauce, which is. Um, 
I'm not sure what was in it, but I always liked it. It was good. And you get cheese and, and there should be horseradish. Probably a horseradish mix, yeah. And then mayonnaise. Um, and then at Merrimack College, we had a place called Harrison's Roast Beef, which is still there. Similar type of place, more in line with a small, like, in scale version of what the, the Doghouse Grill is. But same concept, similar style of food as Kelly's. Um, and we used to kill that in college. But the but you, they had a code. So if you wanted the cheese, sauce, and mayo, you got like a like you'd get like a large cheese SM, right? Cheese sauce mayo. Yeah. Uh, Kelly's though, not only could you get the roast beef, but then they had all sorts of they had a couple of like fried seafood type things, and then the, their their onion rings and their French fries were unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, but this place, Dave, I'll tell you, it was I mean it was delicious, and I love. And th- again, this is how I grew up. This is how my mother would cook. So they had kind of like the buttered toasted like bun uh, so the, the bun had a little bit of a flavor to it uh, like I said the, the pulled pork was amazing and I think we ate and this doesn't happen real frequently the team we cover lost the game right but they really played, they played well I mean they played good enough to win they played really really hard they showed I, I just you see the young guys whether it's Jones or Claxton or Burns and you can see it. Like, they haven't put it all together. They're not all going to be great every day. But there's a lot of talent on the roster. And there are going to be days when King is good. And there are going to be yeah. days when, uh, like, you know, we saw Chandler like Faudron for the first yeah. time yeah. today. And, like, he really showed a lot. And, and I think Josh Corbin is going to have days where he shoots the lights yeah. out. Like, yeah. you just... Like Russell Jones, I mean, he shot really well today. They, there is a lot of talent, and Coach Kelsey has a challenge who to play and right. when to play. I mean, it's going to be hard to play 11 guys every game, yeah. every game, and usually someone's going to be in the doghouse, someone's going to be hurt. It tends to work itself out, but they were making substitutions fast and furious, and... I mean, to me, it was almost like, um, and not in numbers, but, you know, sometimes in hockey when you see guys... Not the full line change, but you see, like, you know, one guy come to the yeah. bench. I mean, it was like that. It was like, you know, every whistle, one guy in, one guy out, two guys in, two guys out. There's just, you can see Burns inside is, you know, he's gotten in foul trouble in two straight games, and he's probably, you know, needs to get in a little bit better shape. But, but Dave, like, in limited minutes set, in two games, though, he scored eight points. Yeah, his skill set is, is pretty high, particularly on the offensive end. And, and the little guy, the freshman point guard, Jones, it is hard not to see elements of Keon Johnson. Yeah. His, his kind of... That's, that's what people would compare him most to. He just has a confidence yeah. and yes. he, he can pass and make people better. He certainly can shoot the ball. I thought Claxton, though, we named him the player of the game today. Both ends of the floor. I mean, defense, he can rebound, he can block a shot. He took a couple of huge charges. And offensively, he is so bouncy, keeps balls alive and dunks. And he he looks like he could be a pretty special two-way player. He was fun to watch. And there was one play where, I think it was one of the charges he took, and it, there was a timeout right after that. And he was walking up the sideline kind of where we were. And, I mean, the, the competitor's eyes. You know, when you yeah. look in the eye and you just you see the determination. I mean, it was 
It was great to see. Right, and, and Josh Ferguson appears like he's going to be Mr. Steady. He's going to yeah. be a, you know, 8 and 10, 10 and 12, 12 and 7 right. type guy, and he's shooting the three pretty well. I well, I think Ferg and Kyle Zunick are going to be the guys that Pat calls on when when things are, are looking like they could get high wire or, you know, when things start to slide a little bit to just settle the team down. And I don't mean like... You know, if you're down 10 or 15, I mean, if like you have the lead and it starts to whittle away, or if it's a close game, you fall behind like two or three possessions. You know, I, I think, you know, with this young team, those two guys will be big steadying forces. I think Anumba, uh, Michael Anumba, has a chance to, as a sophomore, to kind of fill that role too. Yeah, they, they, there's reason to be optimistic, optimistic and yeah. there's reason to get tickets when they're home. They're, they're pretty entertaining, they're pretty versatile, and it, it, it's going to be. A fun ride. Now, now, have you done any intelligence on uh, Johnson City? I haven't worked on Johnson City at all, but I'm happy that we're going to be in Moraga in a couple of hours yeah. where I know some people in some places. And I'm looking forward to St. Mary's, which is an amazing venue and a terrific basketball program. And that's going to be a real, real test on sure. no day's rest. But you think they're going to be a Sweet 16 team, potentially? I think they have the talent to do that. I mean, they made the NCAA tournament last year, and they have returned a guy that would have been a starter last year from injury, and they've added a transfer from Cincinnati, a couple of freshmen, another kid that sat out last year. They, they, they're pretty loaded. And, and Jordan Ford is, he might not be the best player in the country, but he's pretty good. He, yeah, I mean, he, he can score with the best of them. He can initiate an offense. And Randy Bennett, the coach of St. Mary's, is really my favorite in a lot of ways. I mean, he's been at St. Mary's for 25 years, and he took a program that had been bad for a long time and Made them just open. transformed him. I mean, and the, and the well, they had two wins the year before he got there, right? Exactly, and the story is kind of funny. You know, he gets the job when everyone gets their job around the Final Four, and he goes out and starts his recruiting, and he gets to August, and he's still got a couple scholarships left. And somebody had told him about a guy in Australia that might have some interest. And he goes, I mean, we have two scholarships. What the heck? I mean, like, this guy only had D2 offers. So he brings him in, and the guy is a good, not an amazing player. And this guy has such an amazing experience, he starts recruiting other guys. Wow. And the second Australian to come in was this is now the second all-time leading scorer in St. Mary's history. And that leads to Patty Mills and yeah. Matthew Delavadova right. and Jock Landale yeah. and Emmett Nahr. And they have just been remarkable with that yeah. that international recruiting pipeline. Yeah, that's awesome. So we're looking forward. We're looking forward to uh, the Gales and the Eagles. It's going to be a very, very difficult challenge, but it should be a lot of fun. The the facility is like a big South venue on steroids. Right. I mean, it's 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 not large. Well, you said they've done a lot of work to it, right? Yeah, I mean, it, well, I mean, there's only so much you can do. It's old school, but you know, they, they've gone from very little budget to somewhere medium budget, yeah. and it's just. The fans are on top of the game, and the students are cranked up, and it, it, it's a fun place to go. And right. then Winthrop will take the red eye the red home, eye and we'll get ready for, for East Tennessee State on Thursday. I've got a couple of things going on in between then, so it's going to be a busy week, but a fun week. And I recommend that you sleep on the plane. Another federal penitentiary.
coming up on Thursday. Uh, well, kind of odds and ends from this trip. If there's anything left over, we feel I think we. Well, we'll talk, we'll talk football. We didn't watch much football today. No, we did Several not. people texted me that Kyle Allen was terrific in the Panthers' loss yeah. at Green Bay. I mean, like it seems like, and again, I, I haven't really. We didn't watch a lot of the game. You and I watched what the last three minutes, yeah. maybe the final right. drive for the Panthers. I mean, it seems like the tide is turning on. Kyle Allen might be the guy. Well, and then the reports today that Cam Newton um, is officially, not official, it's not official, but he has made the decision that he is done for the year and that he's going to get surgery, um, which I told you one of the scenarios, and this was about six or eight weeks ago, remember? And I said, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, towards the end of the year he gets the surgery. Because I think he he and his agents, and I, if I were his agent, I would I would be in this camp. It's like, listen, you're not 100%. You might not be 100%. They're, you know, they're doing what they're doing without you. You need to get 100% healthy because next year is your final year in your contract. So you're either back with the Panthers next year, which I still think is a possibility. Um, the other possibility is the other things that we heard today, the reports, was that uh, the Panthers are likely interested in, in moving him. It's hard to imagine they're going to get a lot for him, though his contract isn't bad. It's not a ridiculous amount of money, and it's only one year, so it, it they could offload it. I don't think they're going to get a great deal for him. I think you're talking about a late-round pick. Right. But I, I will say this, because and I, I, we might have touched upon this on Thursday, so if I'm repeating myself, I'll, I'll just be brief. But what drives me bananas is like this, this backlash against uh, journalists when it comes to covering... Uh, this particular story because everybody's like, oh, the media is driving this narrative that, you know, the team wants to get rid of him and, you know, it's like, I'll be honest with you, I have had, and you and I have talked, I've told you this for weeks, anytime I have a conversation with uh, somebody that's not in, in journalism or in, in broadcasting, they bring up to me whether I think he's done or not, you know, or, or what what's his future with the team. It, it, so, it's kind of, a, it, you know, you may look at it as like a chicken or the egg thing, but, you know, the natural questions that we're thinking, so are the fans. Yep. But there's this, like, I don't know, there's just, just this, like, uh, this mob of people that, that think this is a media-driven creation, and I just, I, I don't I don't agree with that. Yeah, I, I I agree, because I think it's a legitimate talking point. I mean, I think the Panthers' front office, and really many front offices in the league have to ask themselves the same question. I mean, it's you, not I, contrived and made up. Are you trying to tell me, are you trying to tell me... This is rhetorical, obviously, because I know you're not trying to tell me this. But if, if the, let, let's say, um, I don't know, let, let's say John Lynch, the, the GM of the 49ers, he's just randomly talking to, I don't know, pick a GM around the league. You're telling me at some point when they're not BSing with each other, then I'll, hey, what do you think about Ken? You think he's yeah. done, right? I mean, yep. it's, just, it's just a natural, you know, he's getting older. He's, he's been hurt the last couple of years. Um, he's had a couple of nagging things, and he, yes, he's gotten them fixed. But I don't know. I think it's a natural. It's a natural question. I don't think it's. It's not agenda driven. Like, and there's no clear cut answer. It's not like a oh duh. Like right. he could be back with the Panthers. He could go somewhere else. But where? What? What's the fit? I don't think anyone can bring him in with the thought that yep, we're turning this over to him. Well, yeah. he's only got one year left right. on his contract. He might not be healthy. But at the same time, we. I, I think the stat today was. There have now been 16 backup quarterbacks start games in the NFL this year. So the the idea that you need two guys isn't crazy either. No. 
But Cam's not going anywhere where he's not the number one guy going in. I don't know about that. Does he have a choice if he gets traded? Yeah, well, that depends. Well, that depends on. I guess that would depend on how badly he wants to keep playing. I mean, if he comes back to the Panthers, why is he for sure the starter? I, but I would say this though, if if he were to come back to the Panthers, and the assumption of him being one hundred percent healthy, um, I could see him with his abilities. Even if he was in a situation where he knew he had to compete, I could see him winning that uh, competition. Oh, I I agree wholeheartedly. But I don't know that at this point. All now, he may the, not have that interest. opportunity. I don't know. I, don't, I just don't know that he is going to be given any job. He might beat somebody out, whether it be in Carolina or elsewhere. But, like, I Yeah, I but here's the thing. Here's the thing. And, I, and, you know, obviously we're speculating. But I think if he were to come back, like, let's say he has surgery. Uh, I think the timeline I saw, and correct me if this is what you saw too, was he'd be fully healthy by, like, March. Yeah, something like that. Right? So... When you're the incumbent in a place, even if someone says to you, look, he's been told since day one that he's, he's had to compete for his job. Now, it was, you know, has it been true? No. I mean, yeah, I mean, right? not really. But, I mean, in his mind... You don't mind, win the MVP in the next year, compete for your job. You've got the job. Right. But, I mean, I think in his mind, if he's back, like, let's say they're like, hey, Cam, you know, it's you and Kyle Allen, and we're moving forward, and, you know... You got a chance at the job. Don't worry about it. You know he's coming back thinking he's the guy, and he's going to work his ass off to beat beat out Kyle Allen. And and conversely, Kyle Allen will be thinking the same thing because he's like, "Hey, man, I finished out the year. This is my job." Like, yeah. So, I mean, if 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 they're both back next year, the problem it's is going to be now. That, then it's going to be a little bit interesting. If, well, and can one of them play the role of backup? Right. And by one of them, I mean Cam Newton, because if Kyle Allen is the backup. Right. You know, undrafted guy right. had a nice year. No, so here's the thing. Now, this is the scenario. Well, I don't know. I don't know if this is the right scenario, but I think what would be interesting is what we just talked about plays out. If Cam Newton is not named the starter in Week One, and they get three or four weeks in, and you know Aaron Rodgers gets hurt or somebody else gets hurt, you know, not to me that's where. That's where you're going to get your value in trading for Cam, right? Don't you think? I don't think you're getting any value for him. No, but do you think in that situation where a, a team that thinks they're either a quarterback away or they're a playoff team but their quarterback goes down and that they don't love their backup. Now, I'm not saying maybe. they're going to give up a first-round I mean, pick, I mean, but... that's the Teddy Bridgewater move. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I I, I mean, I think Cam Newton right now is worth a no, fifth, no. sixth, seventh yeah. round pick. No, but and the converse... you're under that scenario, like he would have had to show something in the preseason. He would have to know that he's healthy and really be taking a leap yeah. of faith. But yeah, maybe, you know, you're the Packers, your window is now, Rodgers goes down. I still don't think you're getting more than about a third or a fourth. I mean, I, I, I think Cam Newton changes teams, and I think it's for a pretty low value pick. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, we'll see. I mean, we don't know. We'll, we, uh, we left our crystal ball I somewhere. I think it's possible he's most valuable on your roster. The problem with that is if he plays backup, is he going to be a major distraction or problem? Yeah, but the major, and, and to me, and I still believe this. I think him healthy, um, he still has some, some. I think he still has some tread left in his tire. I agree, but him and healthy has yeah, not that, been a marriage that has that, worked for a long no, time. No, that has not. But I, I will say the other thing, to, and the, the the case for Cam staying, um, 
well, first of all, the team has most of the power, if you not power, but they have the leverage here in the sense of uh, he's got nowhere to go, so he's on the roster. Uh, but and you just mentioned that number of sixteen backup quarterbacks. I mean, if you can keep both of them somehow, you know, happy and on board, yep. There's, there's nothing wrong with going into next season with with Cam and Kyle Allen as your quarterbacks, because right. invariably you. But might it's a need, big yeah. It's a yeah, yeah. But yeah, but I agree. I yeah. agree. Yeah. All right, I think this was fun. This was a good one. Lengthy. Lengthy, but I enjoyed it. Good. Hope you enjoyed it. Send us a uh, a, a tweet. You can text us. Actually, you can't text us because I'm not giving you my phone number. But you can send us an email, beardedcarcast at outlook.com.